Let us move into the word of God and let us pray before we listen to what God has got in store for us today, what he has laid upon our hearts, the thought that he is God, we're going to share together. Father, we bless you. You say that my sheep hear my voice and they, answer, they follow me. And Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, you say you give unto them eternal life. We are the sheep of your pasture, the flock under your care. And Father, dear Lord, we submit ourselves unto your spirit this moment of the, of, the, of the afternoon. And we pray for the glory of your name. That let your anointing rest upon every ear. Let your anointing rest upon every heart. Let your anointing rest upon each one of us. And even upon me as I share what it is that you've laid in, within my heart. May it be a blessing unto all of us. May it be something that will lift us up and draw us into a place that we draw closer and closer unto you to experience you and to know you as our God and our Savior in Jesus' name. Amen. So quickly, I would like us today, as I was waiting on the Lord, this word came upon and I would like us to share it and we see what it is that the Lord may be speaking unto us in this season and in this hour. And the word that kept coming unto me was, is a word that we all know, but it came over and over in the course of the week. And the word was simple. It just said, wait for his word. Wait for his word. That is, wait for the word of the Lord. And as we begin, I would like us to look at John chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 9. And in the course of the short time that we're going to be sharing, I want you to be very attentive to what the word, the scriptures that we're going to be reading. Because I believe God will communicate something into each one of our spirits, which will open our understanding or draw us to that particular place that he is desirous, that you and I, we may be able to stand moment by moment, even in this season or in this period, for the glory of his name. The word of God says in John 1, from verse 1 to 9, he says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not that light. He came only as a witness to that light. The true light that gives light to everyone who is comes into the world. That is the true light that gives light to everyone who is coming into the world. And if you go back to verse 3, it says, Through him all things were made, that is the word. Without him nothing was made that was made, and in him was life, and the life was the light of all mankind. And verse 9 again says, the true light that gives light to everyone coming into the world. That is, the word of God is the light that gives 
light. It is life and it gives light to every individual, every man and every woman who comes into the world. Without this word shining into an individual's life, that individual may as well not be counted almost, you say, like, like a human being at all. His mindset or her mindset will be completely different from what has been desired or what any other human being will expect. And he says that light shines upon every individual. While you hold that in mind, Psalms 119 and verse 105, he says, the word, thy word, is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. That thy word is a lamp, a lamp unto my feet and it is a light to my path. We have just learned his word is light. And yet again the psalmist comes and tells us it is a lamp to our feet. It is a light to our path. The same Psalms 107 and verse 20 the scripture says, he sent his word, and his word healed them and delivered them from their destructions. The word, again, we've heard is light. The word is a lamp to our feet. It is a light to the path we take. It brings healing unto the person it is sent unto, and the word brings deliverance from every kind of destruction that an individual may be in. Now quickly, I would like us to go right to the very beginning. If you go to Genesis chapter 1 from verse 25 to 28, let us look at the first man when he came into being, the first human being. The Word of God says in chapter 1 verse 25 of, of, of Genesis to 28, And God made the beasts of the earth according to its kind, Cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Now listen to verse 28. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. In chapter 2, verse 7 of the same Genesis says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Now one thing, realize, I just wanted to take a short thought. Adam was first and foremost made, he was formed from the dust, as we have read in chapter 2 into an image he was a form something he was formed just like you can have a statue a statue or a look at a picture it may have an image a likeness of you of yourself but it is not active it is just 
like a lump of dust that was there, it has been molded in a particular given way. Then in chapter 2 verse 7 it says, God breathed into him and he became a living soul. He could move around just like any other animal or just like any creeping thing that was moving around at that particular time in that particular garden when God had made it. But I want you to realize that as much as he was active, Adam could as well just be like any other animal that God had made according to their kind. Although he had made it in his own image. But then the word came after he had breathed into him. The word came out from the mouth of God over Adam and, and, and Eve. And he declared to them the words that we have read in verse, 27, verse 28, where, where God blessed them and he said, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. The word of God became a lamp unto his feet. It directed him what he was, what was expected of him. It gave him purpose in the midst of the creation that God had made. It gave him meaning, the meaning of what it is that he was meant to be. When the word came to him, then he became a real image of the one who had made him. For that word was the one as it spoke over him. It formed or it printed itself into his being and he started to live having dominion over the whole earth. Being a tender, a person who was to look after the whole earth just like God looks up over every living thing and over all of creation. That is when the word of God came. Before it came you can say Adam may as well have been confused. He may have been looking around at all the animals and wondering. You, you have seen in life, generally even in some of the stories we've heard, of people who have been brought up by animals. If somebody has been brought up by, the, by some kind of animal, he will grow up behaving like those particular animals. Human, human beings, we are made sort of to reflect our environment, whatever, wherever it is that we are. And in the absence of the word of God in our lives, we cease to have, or we miss to have, we tend not to have our purpose and the meaning to be. We simply exist, or we just move along in life without ever any particular giving, given purpose. But when his word comes, it becomes a lamp unto our feet. It shows us where we, we step. It gives us direction to the path that we are supposed to go. And I'm praying that even in this particular season, May you and I receive the word that is specific for you as an individual. The word that is specific for you as, and your family. Your family is not to be like the other family. Your life is not to be like the other life. If you go to Psalms chapter 30, 139 from around verse 14. The scripture as you read on it says you have been wonderfully made, fearfully made. Why? Because you are unique and there is a specific word that has been written concerning you which God wants to come to be. You may have been looking upon many others. 
comparing yourself to other lives and other, other communities. But I want you to, from today in this season, as all of us have been forced to remain within our houses and our homes, no moving up and down every now and then. Take time to hide yourself in the presence of God and cry out unto him, Father, what word do you have for me? What is your word concerning me? What is it that you have written concerning me? Let me hear that word. And when you will receive that word, you will become an answer to this church. You will become an answer to this nation. You will as well become an answer to this situation that is surrounding us. And you will become an answer to all the earth or to the whole world for the glory of God in the highest. When the word comes, it removes the confusion. It gives you the light and the path that you are supposed to take always. Look at Genesis chapter Chapter 12 from verse 1 to verse 4. The word of God says the following of Abraham. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, that is Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Now I want you to imagine, for 75 years, if you read a few, a, a, a few, a few verses before, Abraham had always walked up and down with his father, Terah. He had always been with him. He had a, a wife whom the scripture says was barren. Sarah was barren. And so it's like Abraham had no real purpose in life. He realized, I don't have a child. I can't do any, nobody to inherit me. So it's like wherever the father was going, Abraham was walking and along with him for 75 years. He aimlessly walked up and down amongst a people who were idol worshippers without a particular given direction or purpose in life. His wife was barren. He didn't have any particular dignity maybe in the, in, in, in the time, in the, in the places where they, he was. But realize something. At some point in time, the word of the Lord came unto him and when the word of the lord came we have read what happens when the word of god comes in chapter 12 from verse 1 to verse 4 the word of god says he became a father from being a barren he became a father he became a great name he became a great nation and he became a blessing to the older nations, to you and I, we have received a blessing even now because of this man, because he received the word of God. And my brother, my sister, I want you, wherever you are, I want you to start asking yourself, is there any word for me? Is there any word for my family? There is a word that is awaiting for you. When you receive that word in this particular season, please, don't wait to hear other people to tell you you are not another man's opinion. Don't wait to hear what people will talk about you. In this season when we are in our homes and we have got nothing else to do, let it be a time that you will receive the word of the Lord concerning you. 
It will make a difference for our generation for the glory of God in the highest. Look at Exodus chapter 3 verse 1 to 10. The word of God says the following. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. And so when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near to this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. For he was afraid, he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of Egyptians to bring them up to a land that is good and a large land, a land that is flowing with milk and honey. To the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. And I have also seen the oppression which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Realize, Moses was living a devastated life because of past events. What had happened in the years before, he was a daughter of, the, of, the, of Pharaoh, as it was known. He was a mighty man in Egypt. But because of events that, ha that happened, he ran away. His skies and his whole life was filled with guilt, with fear, and with regret of what could have been. He could look back now, he was going after sheep on the other side of the desert, hiding Lonely and around amongst a people that were new to him for all his particular life. But in that particular time of loneliness and not being with anything, the word of the Lord came unto him. And the word of God says, when he turned aside because of the bush that was burning. When the word arrived, the word of God came, it became a lamp again to his feet. It became a light unto his path. From the life of guilt and fear and regret, the arrival of that word of God placed a, a purpose in the feet of Moses again. He could have the courage to go back to Egypt, some place where he had purposed and determined he will never return. He, because the word of God came, Moses became a deliverer. He became a prophet. He became a leader and he became a healer. Why? Because the word of the Lord came. My brother and my sister, I want you wherever you are once again, determine you look back in your life and realize because the fire was burning in the bush, Moses turned aside 
I want us to compare that with what is happening right now. Because of the fear of this virus that is going up and down, and everybody is worried, there's one thing that you can do. Turn aside and call upon the name of the Lord. Who knows? Maybe a word will come through for you and for this particular nation that will change the whole situation. I would like you once again also, in your own time, read First Samuel chapter 16 from verse 1 to verse 13. It is the story of David. David had been condemned to look after sheep all his life. While his brothers had been, you know, taken to be serve the king in the army, they were mighty men in the army, David had been left behind as a shepherd boy. To, he, had, he was of no other use but just to look after sheep and be with the sheep in the wilderness. And nobody remembered David all this particular time. You know, during the daily affairs of the family, nobody was bothered about him. One day, God visited the family of David through the prophet Samuel. He was not even informed about the visit of, 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 of Samuel. Imagine God coming to visit your family and everybody gathers and you are forgotten. You are outside there. You, know, been, you are not remembered. Even when they asked about him, the word of God says, his father said there's only one small last one. He's looking at the, sh the sheep, meaning he's of no use. He's only good to look after sheep. He can't be here with us while we do the most important thing. He was neglected. He was rejected. But then the word of the Lord came. He says he sent his word. His word healed them, and his word delivered them from all their destruction. His word became a lamp to their feet, a light unto their path. His word entered into their situation. David became a great king, a great prophet, a man who got God's heart and God's attention because the word of God came through unto him. And finally, I want you to remember our sister shared with us about Mary sometimes back. Read it again for yourself in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 35. Mary was content and resigned to the lowly background and to the demands of tradition. Her future and her destiny had already been decided. It was a matter of when you are a young girl, you, it is decided for you whom you're going to marry. You can't choose whom you're going to marry. It is decided for you where you're going to be, who is going to be your husband, and what is going to be your future. And so she was resigned to that particular kind of life. But then the word of the Lord came. And when the angel of the Lord appeared in her situation, she became the favored of God. She became the one who was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. Just like the Spirit of God overshadowed the whole earth and brought forth the first man and brought forth creation, the Holy Spirit overshadowed this woman, the one and only unique one whom the Spirit of God came to overshadow and he brought forth the one who is most blessed, Jesus. And even Mary herself. She is called of all generations, blessed up to this particular day because the word of the Lord came unto her. And my beloved, I want you to realize when the word of God comes, it brings the difference in each one of us. But there is also an alternative word that comes by the side when the word of God comes. 
In your own time, read Genesis chapter 1 from chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 7. The word of God declares of Adam and Eve. They had been made in the likeness of God. And as long as they continued with the word they had received at the beginning, they continued to have dominion. But if you read from, from verse 1 to verse 7 of chapter 3, you realize the word of God says, they continued to be like God until they received the alternative word. That is the word from the evil one, which said, did he say God did not mean that you will not be, he knew you will be like God. They were already like God because they were in his image. But the alternative word destroyed that particular image of God in their lives. My brother and my sister, make sure the word that you hear is the word that is coming from the Lord and not coming from any man. Read Joshua chapter 7 verse 2 to 5. Joshua had had victory over over, over Jericho. And they were rejoicing in the mighty victory over Jericho. But in chapter 7 verse 2 to 5. They came to Ai. And instead of seeking God's word. Jericho they had received the word of God. And given the strategy on how they were to go around Jericho. But with Ai the Bible says. Joshua sent spies to go to spy Ai. And they listened. He listened to the word of the spies. And the Bible, the word of God says, whereas they had been victorious, depending on the word of God, when he depended on the word of these other people, the word of God says, they were routed and destroyed for, until they cried unto God. And finally, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 to 23, I want you to realize again the power of the alternative word. When Jesus was talking about his going to go to Jerusalem to be crucified, Peter comes from the side and tells him, this should not happen to you, master. You cannot go to die. The alternative word. And I want you to realize what it will mean. If Jesus had listened to that alternative word from, from Peter, you and I could not be where we are right now. There will not have been redemption for man. There will not have been any salvation for humanity. But because Jesus spoke and said, get thee behind me, Satan. It happened that you and I, we have got hope today. And we are redeemed today because he did not listen to the alternative word. My brother and my sister, I want you to be determined, realize what word are you listening to? Even now, as he says at the very beginning, wait for his word. Wait for his word. Wait for his word. As we draw to a close, Psalms 119 and verse 130, the word of God says, The entrance of your word gives light. Cry unto God that that word will come through to you today. The entrance of that word will bring light unto you for the glory of his name. In chapter 119, verse 105, remember, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Wait on him this time. Let that word come to you. Don't wait to be prophesied over by somebody else. I want you yourself, wait on him because he wants, you to, speak, he wants to speak to you personally in your own house, in your own room, where you are. Cry to him that I want to hear with my ear your voice, O God. Not another man or another woman coming to tell me God has said this about you. But God will speak to you personally in that secret place for the glory of his name. 
And listen to what he says as we finalize. Realize he says in chapter 19, verse, uh, Psalms chapter 19, verse 6. He says, the word from verse 7, he says, The word of the Lord is perfect. It converts the soul. The word of the Lord is, is sure. It makes wise the simple. The word of the Lord is right. It rejoices the heart. The word of the Lord is pure. It enlightens the eye. And the word of the Lord is true and righteous altogether. More is it to be desired than much gold, sweeter than honey in the honeycomb. More, moreover, by that word your servant is warned. And in keeping that word, there is great reward. But realize as you close that the alternative word brings darkness. It removes the light from, from your path. The alternative word makes you foolish and it removes understanding. The alternative word snuffs out the lamp for your feet. It removes the light of your path. The alternative word will manipulate the purpose of your life and bring sorrow into your life. The alternative word will become sour, bitter, and like sand within your mouth. You have ever taken sand in your mouth? That is the alternative word that we take when we fail to hear the word of God. And close it, final bit, last bit is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Read it in your own time. Paul says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ. Let it be that my brother, my sister, you and I, let us in this season wait for that word. Wait for that word. Whether you are young, whether you are old, wait for that word. Wait for his word. It will make the difference in your life. It will bring healing into your situation. It will turn your life around. That is the word of God. And may the Lord bless us together. Father, we give you glory and we give you 